everyone and welcome to another episode of Berhantu with me, Hafiz Rahman. Thank you so much for listening and making Berhantu your choice of podcast for anything horror. Um, I've had the pleasure of going to um, a wedding, right, in uh, Malaysia a couple of days ago. And because I was sharing, uh, I mean, I was driving my extended family lah, um, to the destination in Teluk Panglima Garang. So, one of my uncle... Um, he was a warden, okay, and he was a warden, um, for death row inmates. So, yeah, um, and he's been doing it for the past thirty four years. So I was just like telling him, I said, "Macam cerita tu pe." So he decided to um, you know, um, share with me. About creepy things that happened to him, um, or ra- rather, rather not things, but just two two incidents, um, I think what is creepy, or rather, what is mind boggling, and what is very sensitive, and quite shocking is the process itself, from the from from the moment a person is being um sentenced to death, until the day of the execution. All right. Um, before I continue, I just would like to let you know that the following can be a bit too disturbing for some of you. So if you cannot handle such things, I would suggest that you take this time to just switch off this podcast and listen to other episodes because it can get quite detailed and gory. Um, and I will try my best to to share what my uncle. Um, I mean, uh, uh, uh. Uh, and and an officer no i wouldn't say officer like a, a warden you know who's been in the in the industry for 34 years has to share with me along the way to kl okay so um as all of you are well aware um when a person has been sentenced to death um he or she is been given um the right to deep, um to to order whatever they like to eat right and he said that in many instances, these inmates who know that they're going to be um, hanged to death, all right, and um, they would always, e- they would either not eat it and they will give it to the rest of the inmates to enjoy or they would just take one small bite and then again share it with the rest of the other inmates. Um, if this inmate is Muslim, um, there'll be an ustaz that will come Um I think a few days or a week prior to the hanging where the ustas will macham, talk to him both uh, mentally and spiritually and religiously um, and spiritually about about um, what entails and what he or she should do or expect. Um, and my uncle said that in the last few days while this inmate is waiting to be in the um to, to 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 be hanged you know um on the death row um they would spend their time they would not spend a lot of time outside most of them will always spend the time maybe watching television or just reading and whatever so i think a couple of days before the execution now this is the part which 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 i thought was quite dehumanizing and quite um for lack of a better word quite creepy was that they would ask the family of these inmates are uh, to bring them their favorite clothes, and these inmates are to wear these clothes, and there'll be a photo shoot, where they where their last photo will be taken before they're being executed. Recently, because of the Nagentran case, right, I saw that 
same photo that was being been 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 uh been shared by my uncle, and um yeah I actually yeah, it's just quite unsettling to to snap a photo of someone who's gonna be hanged you know um like a couple of days before, but apparently that's what happens okay. Um and he said that the process is very tedious and the process is very long, okay. Um, tedious and long because of one thing. Okay, so they said that they cannot just use one noose for everyone. All right, the rope has to be something that they calculate the weight and the height of the inmate. So, for example, if you're one point seven and you weigh seventy five kg. There's a noose for you of a certain thickness for you. Um, if you are much heavier, you will be getting a thicker noose. You know, the reason why they do this is because there's been instances whereby they use the wrong noose and then the body just breaks apart. Okay, so essentially what happened is it's like a two-story thing. So they will stand on this top floor. The nose will be hang around them, so they will go through a series of doors. So the last door is when they will put the black cloth over the head. So this is so that they don't see the nose. Oh my god! Okay, I'm talking about this, but but belum aku tanya, because it's quite unsettling when 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 he was sharing this. With me. He said you can only share certain things, but don't share more than what you should share. So I will only share with you what he told me. Okay. So the, the 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 black cloth would be put over his head or over the 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 inmate's head, and then they will be put into a room, and then the noose will be tied, and then that's when the floor will open up, and then basically he will go down lah. Um, when he goes down, um, you will hear a snap. That snap comes from the neck. Because of the impact of the weight going down, right? It's physics, right? So when you put a, a a heavy thing below, it would snap open before it starts hanging on on itself, right? Um. So that is so usually, I mean, they say that the law now says hang to death, which means that they will hang this person to death, because there has been I don't know whether this has happened before, but he said that in the past, there maybe there was there was an instance where it just says this person is hanged, but that person didn't die, lah. Right, but because he didn't die, he was paralyzed because of the fact that his whole entire neck was being broken, because from the impact of of going down. My uncle said that um, okay, this is very this is very unsettling. So my uncle said that um, when the whole thing is done, so in the past, two of them, two wardens. Will hold one of one of them will hold you from the leg, and then the other one will hold you from the torso, and then they will carry you to a stretcher. So that used to be the way in the past. Now there is like a machine of sorts. So like after the execution is being done, you will there will be like some machine that will bring you and put you on a stretcher. So the job of the warden is just to take out the um black cloth. He said that there's been many instances whereby. So I said, so so we, I mean, my mother and I were was asking him lah. It's like, so what are the situation? I said, it varies lah. Sometimes orang mati mata terbeliak. Sometimes mata tertutup. But sometimes, like sometimes they were they were they were um English translation lah. They would they would they would, macam die with their eyes wide open, or sometimes it's closed. But then their their tongue will stick out, so lidah terkeluar. Sometimes they will bleed from their from their ears. Sometimes they will bleed from their nose. Sometimes they will bleed from their mouth. Sometimes they will bleed from their eyes. So it really depends. 
different people have got different different things. But he said something which stuck with me. So he, so I remembered I was driving at night when he was telling me this. And when he was telling me this, I actually went really quiet because I was so affected by what he said. He said that we are trained, all right? Um, not everyone can be a warden in that department, in that in that in that cell, right? Because you will have to go through a course, and in this course, they will determine whether you are fit enough physically, mentally, and spiritually to go through this job, right? I mean, to him, of course, because he's been doing it for the past thirty years, it's just a job to him. But for some people, for just those who just start looking at body, okay, body by what? Okay, body by this, okay, body in English would mean that um trauma, trauma. How will you get traumatized by that? Okay. <sighs> okay. So he said that they have been trained to much um clean up, clean up this um the the deceased after the hanging after the execution and then there'll be a doctor there and all that. So they have been trained to put back the tongue inside to wipe the blood off to make sure they're in they look as decent as possible before they're being brought to their family members, right? And he said that in many cases, like for example, there's a lot of uh, Sabahan or Sarawakan, uh, like Sarawak people from Malaysia, who decided that they do not want to be sent back to the to, to the to the family, and they want and they will just be buried in Singapore. So he said these are quite, quite common. He said that there's actually a a a huge number of Sarawak or Sabahan people who are on death row in Singapore. Um, I do not know for what. I think it must have something to do with drugs or something like that, lah. So um, he said that when you open the the black cloth, you have to be careful of what to see, lah. Right? Basically, you 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 see the person da 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 di da 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 meninggal, right? Dadi dadi hukum gantung. But he said the trick is to put the head away from your face. So meaning the head has to be to the other side of the wall, or away from you, lah. He said, "Why? Because when you unfasten the noose, there'll be a sound of the air coming out from the body, and it goes, ah. and he made that sound in the in in the in the van, and I'm like, aku nak maki pachi aku eh, and I'm like, serious ah? I said, yep, that's literally their last breath. Because when you put the noose over the neck, and when you when you bring them down, this sekat." Penafasan kita pun, dia sekat kita punya, you know, basically your 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 breathing system, whatever your esophagus and all that is being closed. So he said that is the sound and that is the breath. Okay, it's like a real breath, eh? And that's the sound that they make when you take out the noose because that's just the air escaping the mouth. And he said that is the one that can really make new wardens traumatized because they put their face right in front of the deceased. And the disease basically like burp in their face, or make that sound like, uh, like that. <sighs> so when he said that, okay, I was like, okay, okay, fine, fine. Okay, this is this is this is this is this is quite graphic. Stop telling me. I want you to tell me what happens when you experience something something creepy. So he said, surprisingly, Hafiz, Chi tak pernah experience nampak benda, tapi Chi pernah. Okay, one time dia nampak. And then the other time they terdengar. So one time he saw, and then the other time he um he heard. So he said that he was on afternoon shift on that day, afternoon to night lah. 
and usually usually the executions happen either on um uh Wednesday or Friday so it would happen at around 6 a.m. So dalam lima setengah gitu lepas dah habis solat subuh they will get ready and then for the execution also by by 5:50 they are ready there and they're going to walk to the execution room lah the executions happens right on the dot at 6 a.m. on the friday or on a wednesday i do not know whether it happens on any other days but from what he, my uncle told me it 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 happens mostly mostly on a wednesday and friday i think only special cases it happens on other days of the week so it happens in the morning right so the morning people are the shift people are the one who's in charge of that so be later in the, at night on he said that that day it was he was on the night shift all right after so he came in the afternoon lah So when he came to the afternoon, he said. So basically, there's like cells, right? Basically, cells, rows and rows of cells. So each cell has got one person inside, lah, right? If you're on death row, it's one person per cell. Okay. So they do a routine check. They do a routine check, and he said that I was given this file. Okay, in this file, there was state. Okay, hari ni, for example, ada dua puluh orang. Satu dah dah dihukum gantung lah. So there's only nineteen left. For example, for example. So he read the report. He said, "Okay, fine. There's nineteen people left. Okay, great." So he went again. So he went to um count lah, and you guessed it. So they count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Let's check. This happened in the petang, eh? So he went to his colleague. He said, "I counted twenty. Eh, tak berjadi. Dia baru habis kena kena gantung tadi pagi. Kau count lagi." So he went back again, and he counted: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. So he went to his colleague. He said, "I don't feel good. You go and count." So the colleague counted loudly so that everyone can hear. So the count from one from one one end. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. There, nineteen what? We got twenty. And then he said, "All of the cell, ada orang." And then the friend just went like, "Um, don't be funny." One of them got hanged in the morning. So he said that was one incident that I cannot, I can never forget. He said that happened when I was in my second or my third year working there. And then he said there was this one night when he was working, and. Remember, the reason why I told you execution starts at 6 a.m. is because when he was working at night in the middle of the night, he heard the sound of someone dragging their feet with the chains going. So it's like, what the hell is happening? How come there's someone walking, and it's like at night, and execution only happens in the morning? Who is the one walking to to that door? And then he heard. And it's like he said, "Cik dengan orang berbual Jepun." So he said, "I heard someone speaking in Japanese." And then again, the sound of the metal, um, metal what do you call it? Chain dragging itself across the tarmac. Ah, uh, no, 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 not the, not the tarmac, the floor. And he said, "I cannot forget that." But he says he's lucky lah because his job there's always two people on duty, you know. So there's always a, a, a kawan. So by him, but then he said, I think my friend was either not in the not around the area, went to toilet, whatever. That's when he heard the sound, or maybe the friend did tengah tengah take a nap or whatever. But that was the story that he shared with me, lah. That I wanted to share with you guys. 
which I thought was equal parts terrifying and unsettling. Um, from the process of diberi diberi um diberikan makanan to that photo shoot, and then the process of you know going to to the news um and 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 the execution part. So he said that right now there are. About hundred plus people, you know, just waiting, just waiting for their sentence. Um, whether or not they give, uh, whether or not they they are given clemency, um, by the president, because they said that there's only two ways they can escape death row. Number one is, I don't, I don't remember. I, I can't remember what what he said. Um, on and the other one is when clemency from the from the president lah. So the president itself can give can give um, the power to just. See whether this person should be hanged or not. So it's not easy being the president because you have to make that decision, uh, more often than not. Actually, yeah, um, yeah. So that was a, so he said. So my my uncle is also the one yang do the whipping, so he also he also does caning. Then I'm like, it's very interesting, right? Because like you know your uncle for so long, and then you never really ask him what he does. Like you know he's a warden, and you know his job is that. But you never really ask him, you know. So he said, "Yeah, I'm also the one doing the caning." So, um, yeah lah. So that is sorry. I just wanted to share with all of you. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, this this episode might might sound a bit quiet because I'm a bit more reflective because I want to respect, um, the deceased, you know, and I do not want it to make sound as if I'm trivializing the trauma of 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 the family members you know who may have had their family member be put on death row um it's just something that has been shared with me and i wanted to share with you guys just for us to um you know learn something from it uh, or at the very least uh, be spooked by the ghost stories that happened in berhantu so thank you so much for listening um i hope you guys enjoy your night and till i hear from you guys again good night everyone Woo! <laughs>